Thanks for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. For our three gaming news topics today, we have Returnal reviews are coming in saying it's too hard. Uh, We're also going to be talking about more game delays are possible as well as the new Valkyrie character in Apex Legends. So these three topics will be contained in this video. If you like the variety game coverage that I bring, I do this during a live stream. Hit subscribe and the bell button so you're here for these. When I'm done with this video, I comb through your responses on a poll about the various topics. So Returnal is too hard. Uh, this was This was actually sort of surprising when I first saw this start to come out from the news reports. Now, if you're familiar with me and my content, you know I'm not really big on rogue games and I'm not really big on Demon Souls, Dark Souls games. It's not that I don't like them. It's actually quite the opposite. One of the reasons I don't like rogue games is because I like rogue games. I think the combat's really satisfying. I think the art style's awesome. Dead Cells, Hades, Curse of the Dead Gods, Risk of Rain 2. These are fun games. I really enjoy the content loop. And because I enjoy the content loop, the rogue elements really start to bother me. So I knew going into Returnal, there might be elements of the game that would rub me the wrong way. We will be playing it on the gaming channel. Uh, always remember to check out SNTR Gaming if you're looking for gameplay of games like Returnal or the new Resident Evil. So I knew going into Returnal it was going to be an issue, okay? But then we start hearing that <laughs> it's hard for people who play hard games. And so Washington Post reported this review, and I, I, I had to, to kind of read from this directly. This guy says, I can't call this a review. I didn't get very far in Returnal, and it's not for lack of trying. The game is tough for me, and I played Dark Souls to relax. Now, obviously, he's not saying that this game is like Dark Souls and he should have been doing just fine. He's making sure you know, look, I I play tough games. He's not a casual Carl. This is a guy who can play tough games and hold his own, and he had a really hard time with Returnal. He went on to say, it's good that Returnal, a PlayStation 5 exclusive, is tough. That means it follows the rubric of the famously punishing roguelike genre, which asks players to start over from the beginning with modest improvements to their core abilities, sprinkled with an assortment of temporary buffs and features that last until your next failure. That's a great summary of a rogue game, by the way. If you're like, what the heck is a rogue game? That's a great summary. You you go back to the beginning, and every time you start over, it's different, it's random. Uh, Binding of Isaac is, is a very famous rogue where you get different buffs and features and abilities as you progress, and when you die you lose it all and kind of start over and there are other games like dead cells where you keep your upgrades and things with you as you progress and reset and there's ones that are very very light uh sundered if you've never played sundered it's a beautiful platformer it's hand-drawn it's wonderful very very light rogue elements if you defeat bosses it saves that they're defeated if you clear elements of the map it saves that, that you did that but when you die you go back to the very beginning and can then spend all your xp So there's varying degrees of rogue influence in these games. And there are elements of Returnal that you get to keep with you. Obviously, we're going to experience that today. Uh, And he says here, rest assured my failures came often and fast. So it's not even just that you go back to the beginning, but it's a high fail rate game. It's tough. I only made it to the second area of the game. 
in time for this review period, so I won't be scoring this game. Still, I found there's plenty to talk about and there's plenty to like as long as you know what you're looking for. He ultimately gives the game a lot of praise in his review. It's pretty lengthy. He, he gives the game a lot of praise and even says that maybe he's just looking for another game, you know, that this game really isn't going to be for him. It's not going to offer kind of what he's looking for. Uh, right here he says, Returnal is worth checking out if you absolutely adore gothic horror and biomechanical science fiction, a la Alien or Annihilation a surprisingly rare aesthetic in the medium. From what I've seen of Returnal so far, it's not afraid of painting its world in a sinister black or splashing it in bold red and orange hues. So, he's talking about the, the, the aesthetic there, but he does go on to say that the game is worth checking out, even though it might punch you square in the jaw and make it really, really hard to progress. So, buyer be warned returnal is not is not for the faint of heart and it certainly isn't for the people who are looking for a casual endeavor but the reviews are glowing it's getting a lot of praise just go in with your eyes open Next, Apex Legends Valkyrie. So we've already kind of covered this a little bit. If you didn't see my coverage of Titanfall 2 getting a 750% increase in the Steam charts, uh, it was due to this character. Uh, If you don't know, uh, this character in Apex Legends is directly linked to another character in Titanfall 2 named Viper. Uh, This is his daughter. And she ripped pieces of his Titan off to create the really awesome jetpack you can see in the picture there. She uses it to fly around. Now, obviously, when you've played Apex or watched Apex, you know that there are elements of uh, abilities and verticality and movement that play a significant role in the game. Grappling hooks and the like. And that really can affect the flow of combat. So the minute players hear about jetpacks, some of them might be having like traumatic memories of Fortnite when they introduce jetpacks or the frickin' planes or the mech suits. It can really disrupt the flow of combat, and they address some of that in this article from Dot Esports. That's who reported on this here. They said the inspiration shows in Valk's abilities, the inspiration of like the Titans and stuff. She uses a part of her father's Titan to shoot missiles uh, and own the skies, gaining excellent vantage points and intel on opposing squads so when you hear that you're obviously thinking oh my gosh we're going to be fighting somebody up in the sky it's going to be like um, justice reigns from above right that was one of my favorite characters in Overwatch so selling that concept to fans shouldn't be difficult especially with jetpacks being the perfect single word elevator pitch like you hear jetpacks and you're like oh my gosh the tough part of Valk's kit was making it fair to play against a flying menace that hails missiles down on you from the skies. And just like any legend in development, her early iterations tested those boundaries. So they, they, there were early versions of her that were more than likely extremely overpowered and problematic. I don't know if you've ever played a game like this. There uh, are other games like it. I mean, there's Overwatch, there's Valorant, and abilities can start to become very pesky when they are either way overpowered or far too agility amplifying because a, a person can only aim so well, they can only be so accurate. So the minute somebody has a heightened increase in agility and verticality, it can create skill gap problems because... It's not necessarily a high level of skill required to shoot up in the air and zip around really fast. That doesn't require lots of skill, but it would require a lot of skill to accurately shoot somebody doing that. So I'm sure there was a tension in the design team when they were working on this. Now, 
here, here are some things they did. Aside from slowing down her travel speed, Respawn added a few balancing limitations to make sure playing against Valkyrie feels fair. The new legend can't use guns or grenades while her jetpack is active, for example. Instead, players will have to toggle the VTOL jets off and wait for a brief delay before whipping a weapon out, though you can use your tactical while jetpacking. So, they are trying to limit just how much the jetpack plays a part. And I liked uh, this this last part. It says, Early designs of Valk also made her jetpack a tactical ability, something that the devs thought would be a natural way to limit its power, according to lead game desire, designer Carlos Pineda. Uh, but using all of her abilities to concert uh, didn't quite work right. Making the jetpack a passive allows players to deliver more fluid combinations. So they went through a lot of testing. More than likely, everybody's going to be weighing in in the early days, in the early days of, of Valk. So I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if within the first couple of days, there are going to be people saying she's OP, she's busted, uh, whatever. So... <laughs> Uh, that is uh, that is that is likely to be a conversation. Lastly, let's talk about more game delays. This is not going to be super good news, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. So let me get through this news. So this was reported by PC Gamer. We're all well aware of the situation globally and what it's doing to our favorite television shows, anticipated movies, uh, and just daily life. Okay, I'm not going to use the the big bad word. My kids call it the sicky, so I have redacted parts of this article with the word sicky um, because you can get flagged on YouTube for saying that word. So, according to PC Gamer, in the 2020 edition of the Game Developers Conference annual survey, 33% of developers said they'd experienced a game delay due to early months of the sicky and the shift to working from home. The hits kept coming throughout the year, affecting big games like Halo Infinite, Far Cry 6, even the rigorously on-time Final Fantasy 14 had to push back an update. It's not surprising that this year's GDC survey of more than 3,000 game developers shows that nearly half have now experienced a sicky delay, right? There is a there's a sicky delay. We're we're dealing with this uh, pretty much everywhere now both in television, movies, and video games. And listen, it's disappointing. It really, really is. And it's unlikely to just affect release time windows, okay? It's unlikely to only affect that. It's also potentially going to affect quality. The concern would be that eventually games will just launch and not be in the state that they're supposed to be in because of how long they've had to push things back. Now, keep in mind, as I said, there's light at the end of the tunnel here. In 2021, 44% of respondents said their game had been delayed due to Siki, uh, citing a variety of reasons. Some developers mentioned the complications of dealing with kids and work-life balance while working from home. Others mentioned working remotely has made it harder to collaborate. Here's a quote. Siki basically disrupted our communications and work rhythm, said one developer. They just, they, it's, it's awkward. There were people in the article, I didn't quote it here, that said they were going through virtual meeting fatigue. Um, they, sitting in front of a camera and a monitor and being on a microphone is very taxing to somebody that's not accustomed to it. Um, usually, you might even notice this, like streamers when they first start out or, or, or even YouTubers that dip their toe into live streaming, they struggle early on. It's very, it, like, it's exhausting uh, to be in under the lights and on a mic and people can see you. 
and and that can have an effect on people it can have a psychological and emotional effect on people which would then affect their workflow here's the light at the end of the tunnel though despite the delays 66% of developers say their productivity has their productivity has improved or stayed the same versus 32% who said it was somewhat or greatly decreased so the majority the majority here are saying our productivity has gone up or it stayed about the same and that's good news that means they're adapting and potentially seeing some maybe net gains from this with respect to streamlining some of their processes some appreciated the solitude or time saving uh, of not having to commute as well that's that's another aspect of it they don't have to get on the road they don't got to sit in their car that can be very stressful a lot of these games are developed out west where traffic is notoriously terrible and they're not necessarily having to deal with that long work commute that could be better for their mental health so it stinks to see these these stats in 2021 it's like man are we ever going to get out of the woods here and these stats likely mean there's more delays on the way more games are likely to get pushed out of this year into next year which could turn 2022 into the waterfall year of games we're already seeing that in may so many games landing in may kind of all of a sudden and that very likely could happen next year as well if you're in the live audience we're going to comb through your poll responses in a moment so make sure and take the poll if you're here here so you can be a part of the content if you didn't catch this live hit the subscribe and the bell button and i hope to see you in the next live stream listening to the second part of the show the variety gaming news coverage over at sntrlive.com if you want to be a part of these these polls that i do in the back and forth monday through friday over here on youtube just go to sntrlive.com it'll bring you here and i ask people you know hey what are you most interested in these returnal reviews are coming back and you know there are people saying oh my gosh it's great some are saying oh my gosh it's so hard maybe it's too hard uh, also we had details about apex legends valkyrie what's that going to do to the combat what do they do to ensure that she is a balanced character and then possibly more game delays based on a report of 44 percent of developers saying that the current problem with the sickie uh is making you know people work from home and everything else and it's causing more game delays so it's possible it's possible more will happen and i did i hit record Thank you for the reminder, people in chat. You guys did miss one episode. If you're listening to the audio version, I failed to hit record. So sorry, you missed one episode, but it will help these episodes be more closely dropping in relation to when I record them. They should only be staggered by a day now. So next day, you should get these recordings the day after I do them. So hopefully you can continue to enjoy these audio uh, formats. Now, if you want to support the audio version of this podcast, Anchor allows you to do a subscription. You can do, um, I forget what it's called, but you can you can basically support this with a paid member membership subscription through Anchor, and that does support me directly. Uh, we've never really promoted that, but a lot of you listen to the audio version and if you've never come to the channel the YouTube like if you've never tipped me or become a paying member or any of that and you think that you'd like to that is something you can do on anchor Uh, so I appreciate the we had one person do it the other day so thank you uh, for doing that so uh, our first response to the poll uh, Arch Enigma said Valkyrie is who they're most interested I love the ties the Titanfall 2 and pumped for arenas um Apex Legends Arenas, I think, has has more potential than some people realize. Obviously, I did a talk on how I think it could be the next big esport, uh, but I think it has massive potential. I really, really do. I, I whenever I'm looking at the the competitive realm, 
in the, in the eSport realm, the one thing that Battle Royales have just never been able to do is land the plane. And so many people wanted Fortnite to do it. So many people wanted, you know, uh, PUBG. And even more recently, you know, they wanted Apex to do it. And there's just too many elements that go into a large map RNG-based loot system that makes it really, really difficult to establish an esports environment. And there are so many things in the corner of Apex Legends. So many things. Number one, an amazing engine with really, really great shooting mechanics. Very, very good. And that makes it very appealing to high-skilled players. They've got already how many seasons of data and information and balancing passes on the various characters and their abilities. So this isn't some like green game out of the box that's going to have all kind of balancing problems. They've had all this time to really tweak and, and adjust things in a way to make the game be very, very balanced. And on top of that, they have a player base that's massively helpful you already have a player base you have all these streamers you have people that like to play the game people that want to play the game and i think that that will fuel the launch of arenas in a big big way i think it will it will very very likely turn into uh the building blocks of a potential very very popular esport um it harkens back to games that people are very familiar with and people like these games csgo was obviously a huge influence in valorant and valorant took huge influence from overwatch this is one more advantage that Apex has in this in this environment. Valorant is PC only. And <laughs> that is not true for Apex. Apex is basically everywhere. And that was a huge selling point for Overwatch. And we all know that high competitive Overwatch is almost assuredly going to be a lot of the PC players. But still, when lots of people can play it and consume it, then they will also very likely become fans of the tournaments and the viewership and and the teams and the and, the, and the, all those MVP moments. So there is uh, there is a there huge possibility in this game really taking off. This game mode in Apex Legends taking off and becoming a very very big uh, esport. Noberto responded to the poll and said, I'm looking forward to hearing about the delays. As frustrating as it, as it is delaying a game, it can sometimes mean a better product. The more time investment, the better for the game, hopefully. Uh, game delays suck, but it's just reality right now. You know, it's, it's just the reality that we're in right now. There's not a lot you can do about it. I think the concern that I have is not necessarily the delays. I am actually more concerned about quality of the game and employees. It's more to me it's more about that cuz two things could come from this at the same time or separately. Companies could start doing more crunch and really really harm their employees uh with respect to workload and we all we we've read the articles, we've seen these things happen. So that's a possibility. The other possibility is that game quality starts to go down. It's like, we've got to ship this. We've got to push this out. And if we don't, if we don't, then we're going to lose money. And so what you end up with is a company that feels that they have no choice. They, they have no choice. Uh, and, and when that happens, you are faced with a, a, a terrible situation right a a rock in a hard place 
you're faced with we either don't launch and continue to lose money or we do launch and it's not in the great you know in in, uh, in great shape right it's 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 going to be a a, a, a dilemma a potential dilemma also right also there's another element here that we have to consider there could be a massive waterfall effect like a dam breaking where 2022 the launch dates just start to step all over each other and we all know what happened to Titanfall 2 when it got sandwiched in between two giant games right it got sandwiched in between Battlefield and Call of Duty and it really really hurt that game so the waterfall effect of game launches in 2022 could end up overshadowing games that should have gotten more praise and deserved more attention however you end up with a situation where they just get overshadowed because so many things are launching at the same time one of the reasons that I think one of the reasons Outriders did as well as it did even though it was so shaky and in in some respects really bad I, I think Outriders was in really bad shape and some people probably deserved refunds given everything that happened but I think they got away with it because of the gaming drought you know I, I think Returnal is 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 more than likely getting deserved praise but it's getting so much attention because there is literally nothing else to play right now no big titles coming out you know and I think I think that just goes to show you that some games can really capitalize on this moment and if they launch at the right time and there's not a lot else coming out they may get a disproportionate amount of attention and praise the inverse is also true if too many things come out in close succession a game can get overshadowed this happened to uh, Tomb Raider launched the day that Fallout 4 launched and it only launched on one platform it was the second Tomb Raider and I was very disappointed that was a fantastic game that was totally hampered by a timed exclusivity deal with Microsoft and it launched at the exact same time as Fallout 4 it was very very bad for that game's launch so there are there are a handful of things that can happen here that the, the 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 game delay situation can be contributing to and it's unfortunate because i am i am of the opinion i want every game to do as great as as good as well as possible i i do i want every game to do as well as possible because i want the industry to flourish i want people to have a good time i want developers to to make their their margins and their projections and if not you know it's a shame you 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 would you would hate uh, to see that happen. You would hate to see a game fail or or not get the support it needs purely because of a timing thing. We we hated to see it happen to Titanfall 2, and hopefully that doesn't happen next year because it very likely could. I, I, hope, I hope the smaller companies, I hope the smaller companies and smaller developers are very, very cognizant of timing, and if they need to, they're able they're able to uh, delay I, I and and not land uh, uh, up against a triple a right I, I we, we would hope that that would not be the case um, because I you know you would especially as if, if it's a smaller company especially if it's a smaller title you just don't want to see that happen you don't want to see them land up against a Leviathan game a giant game and get uh, and get and get crushed Um you know um 
Uh, I am being featured on some site. What on earth? I'll reach out later. Do you think Titanfall 3 will ever happen? We know right now that they want to make it. I think the rise in the player base to 750% on Steam, I'm not saying that they're going to change anything because of that, but they could bump it in the timeline. If they were like, yeah, Titanfall 3, we're anticipating, you know, if it ever becomes a realization, the tentative date is like 2025. Well, maybe it gets bumped. You know, maybe maybe it gets bumped in the timeline because of of the surge of interest. It's it's possible. It could be a convincing aspect. Returnal launched only a week before Resident Evil 8 and weeks before Mass Effect Legendary and Biomutant, so not a long drought. Right, but think about this, Ronald. Think about this for just a second. If Returnal would have landed at the exact same time as Resident Evil, Mass Effect, and Biomutant, if they all would have landed at the exact same time, it would have hurt Returnal's reception, popularity, everybody's talking about it, reviewing it, streaming, and, and, and putting it in, in, in the public's eye, right? If they all would have landed on the same week or day, it would have hurt Returnal. You have to understand, man, you got about a week before people stop caring and talking about your game. You got about a week, and then people just move on. There's something else happening. The, the, the attention, the attention economy of the internet is, is so short. It is so short. It's like, it's like the, it's like the, it's like a subway. It's like, here it comes, and the subway stops, and the doors open, and you can kind of take a peek inside, and you're like, cool, man, this game might be pretty good, and then it just starts going down the line again, and you're like, okay, what's next? Like, the game, the game industry, especially in streaming, content creation, YouTube reviews, all of that, all of that is, the, the attention economy is super, super brief where it was just an email from some company that apparently um i have a profile with them i I don't know why um but we're featured in their media directory um and here i'm just gonna forward it to you creature i'm gonna forward it to you and let you deal with it um uh there we go you can take a look at it they're wanting like updated information i don't know why they're featuring us but they're featuring the network page it looks like if only i could get a ps5 the fact that it's ps5 gives it a special status that well that's another thing that's another thing that's probably that it's good that it landed and it's not in competition with other games because it literally is on one platform right you can't get Returnal on PS4, as far as I know, right? It's just PS5. That's correct, isn't it? Returnal, PS4. Um, I don't think it's coming to PS4. I think is it only PS5? Yeah, it's an exclusive PS5 game. Um, it's going to be the first. Returnal is the first major PS5 exclusive of 2021. 2021, and by definition, it isn't coming to PS4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another aspect of the game that it would have hurt it it would have hurt the game if it landed with other games because it's just again the attention economy of the internet is so short lived we saw this all the time on the other platform all the time on the purple platform when I streamed over there a game would launch 
I would avoid the game at launch for two reasons. Number one, there was like five Justin TV streamers who would soak up all the viewership. It was a waste of time. And number two, it gave my audience time to get ahead of me and not have to worry about spoilers. I gave it away a week. We would go and play that game a week later, and the number of views, the number of attention, the number of people interested, it was it was microscopic in comparison. Microscopic in comparison. So it's that fast bam you got a week so when Returnal launches today and Resident Evil launches a week later that's actually really great for Returnal because people are like well I'll play this while I wait for Resident you know there's nothing else going on why not and then every review outlet every journalist every article every blogger every YouTuber every streamer is talking about and playing the game right so You'd also probably spend half the stream trying to get into the servers. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad I'm traveling this weekend. Sunday night, though, uh, be rough working Monday. What? Oh, you're talking about playing, maybe? You won't be doing that over here, right? YouTube's a different monster. You need to capitalize on the new content. Oh, no, we're playing Returnal today. We have gotten amazing results from playing games on their launch date here. We're about to have a bunch of games we can play at launch, and I think it's going to be really good for us. We're probably going to play Returnal multiple times. We're going to play Resident Evil 7 as a lead-in to Resident Evil 8. We will likely, right? We will likely uh, play Resident Evil 8 to completion over there. It's going to be great. It's going to be a really, really good time. So, I'm, I'm pumped. Did you see people are calling out people can fly for stealth nerfs to Outriders? Oh, no. Is it, is it, I wonder, hopefully it's not on, oh, dude, if it's not a bug and it's intentional, that's a bad road to go down. That is a bad road. In your opinion, is Returnal worth a purchase? Based on the reviews that I have read, it's getting glowing reviews, but it's a rogue game, which means when you die, you start over. And you do have some things you bring with you, but for the most part, you're starting over. And it's a very, very difficult game. So you need to know what you're buying if you buy the game. I'm not going to tell you whether to buy it or not. I haven't touched it. But based on the reviews, it is a very good game, but you better know what you're buying. You're buying a tough game. It's going to kick you in the teeth, and it's a rogue game. If you don't like rogue games where you die and start over... You might not like it. I'm not a fan of rogues. Hades, Curse of the Dead Gods, uh, Dead Cells, it, it, Risk of Rain 2. I don't like them. They're beautiful. I love the content loop, the art style, the combat. I don't like the starting over. It drives me crazy. They said it was unintentional, but people are saying that's because they got caught. Well, who can know? <laughs> who, who can know? So you're going to get hooked. I played for 45 minutes and I've got an itch. It'll be fun, and I know you guys like to watch me suffer and fail and get angry, so it should be a really, really fun day. It should be, should, there should be some rage and salt over on the gaming channel. Make sure you're supporting the gaming channel if you're listening to this later or you're watching right now, sntrgaming.com, or you can just look up SNTR Gaming. You can Google it. You can YouTube it. SNTR Gaming, the YouTube channel. Is uh, it's doing really, really well. We're inching our way to 5,000 subs. Just awesome to see every day that channel is just having great results. 
um, when we did the No Man's Sky stream the other day and I just played that instead of anything else and just worked on my expedition, we had a lot of new subs that day, so I, that, that gives me hope that we could plant our flag in some games like that, like No Man's Sky and others, and really start to foster something cool, so Eugene says, I hate rogues and I love Returnal, there you go People Can Fly have already stated in the post it wasn't intended, but it could be trying their luck Generally speaking, with a game like Outriders, you're going down a really, really short road if you're going to try to sneak in nerfs, because you'll get caught every single time. You will never get away with that. You won't. So, in terms of difficulty, can I put it up there with the likes of Demon Souls and Dark Souls? I read a review to you today from a guy who said he plays games like Dark Souls to relax, and this game was tough for him. So... It's not like Dark Souls and Demon Souls. It's not it's not the kind of game that it is. But if those are the kind of games that you play, this game is going to be, you know, in your uh, in your lane. It's going to be in your lane. It's going to be tough. The stealth nurse were to legendary drop rates. Oh, well that's harder to catch. I was going to say if they're stealth nerfing abilities and damage output, that you're going to get caught. There's no way you can't smuggle that in. You'll get caught every dadgum time. Um, it's, it's, it's unavoidable because they, it's, it's super easy to test. Everybody's got their videos. Everybody's got their guides. And then all of a sudden everything's wrong. Like you're never going to get away with that. If it was just legendary drop rates, I think number one, that's harder to prove. Uh, and it sounds like from what people are saying in chat, it was unintended anyway. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, David Smith says the game looks interesting I'm still a bit on the fence if I want to sink a bunch of time into it Uh, watch a day and you'll know you know Uh, SNTR oh I can't mention in comments okay I guess you can only mention in descriptions yeah just watch a day on SNTR gaming and you'll find out you know what I mean oh frick it's happening oh it actually shipped today it still says arriving by tomorrow so they're gonna overnight this thing (laughs) I'm going to get the monitor tomorrow. Well, perfect. If I get it on the weekend, that'll give me time to set it up and test some things. Uh, I hope we're right. Um, uh, I can see where that would have been born from. I mean, I'm not worried about it. If somebody has got us listed somewhere, um, that's not healthy. Oh, really? Wherever we were listed or whatever, that email, I wasn't going to respond to them. I don't know what it is. Um, So new monitor you said yes murph dog ordered me a new monitor everybody was pestering me to get a new monitor or a television they wanted me to put a television on the wish list and i didn't my wife won't let me do it um because my television's so old i can't get i can't even get 60 fps on it um so and uh we're just not in a place right now where we're making purchases right now i we we ordered furniture for the living room chat we did it We've come full circle from losing everything last year, and uh, we paid our taxes, and that hurt. Ooh, that hurt, because the beginning of last year was so big. Um, the, the government was very, uh, they were very pleased with my success. <laughs> they were very pleased. You did great, kiddo! <laughs> Pay up! Uh, anyway, uh, and we pumped the brakes on ordering, uh, we pumped the brakes on ordering furniture for the living room we had just bought in the house. And so we have officially ordered uh, furniture for the living room. So I'm, I'm picking it up all this weekend. <laughs> so there goes the playroom. Yeah, my kids are going to be a little concerned about their big giant playroom getting a little bit smaller, but they'll 
they'll be happy. They'll have more things to jump on now in their games and in their hide-and-go-seek and Nerf Wars and stuff. So, um, you leave that playroom alone. Listen, my parents are going to be visiting in like a month. We need some freaking furniture. Um, they're trying to sell you brand monitoring. That's the last thing you need is more sources. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that we, we don't need that right now. So, um, this guy's saying play, play the game. Here, let me help you out. Let me let me help you out. This is this is me playing the game. It's called Put the Dummy in Timeout Game, and I'm really good at it. I win every time, and there it is. Perfect. Returnal says Hellfire. I can't wait for you to play. I love watching you suffer. Uh, LOL. So many people do. So many people do, man. They love to watch me suffer. They love to watch me fail and get agitated and angry. So you're going to get your wish today. You're going to get your wish today. You are. You're going to get it. Uh, (laughs) Um. Remember when you used to say, uh, be quiet to the streamers that used to complain about paying taxes? Yeah, and I'm not complaining about paying taxes. I was saying we were waiting, because, and I said taxes hurt because of last year. Like, imagine having success trajectories that are really, really like this, and then having all that stop, but still having to pay in relation to how good the start of your year was. So, um, with respect, J-Stock, frick off. Seriously. Just frick off. Um, for even trying to throw that in my face after what I just said. Like, seriously, why don't you take a walk for the rest of the day? Um, but let's get back to the poll. Uh, Chess Queen says, I love rogue games. I'm glad hard games are making a comeback. Uh, they definitely are. I they're more they, they, Every time I check Steam, there are rogue games. Every, te- every time I check Steam, there are more rogue games in there. I'll be honest, I don't like it. I don't like it. Because I'm not a fan of, of rogue games. I'm just not. I I see the combat. I see the combat. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh, and then I see rogue. And I'm like, oh, like, come on. Like, I, that's what happened to me with Hades. I saw the combat in Hades. I saw the art style, the dungeon crawl. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then I saw rogue. And I was like, frick. I'm not going to like that game. And you know what's funny? I played it as a viewer request. And I did like it. I did. And then I couldn't keep playing it because it doesn't hook me. The content loop is good, but the resetting just, just it grates against my sentimentality. I couldn't I couldn't go back. What defines a rogue game? Any game that establishes some semblance of permadeath where you go back uh right? Where you where you go back to the start. Now you bring some things with you. Curse of the Dead Gods and Hades are excellent rogues in that they give you that, right? They give you they give you that element of like you get to bring some things with you. However, you're still essentially starting over, right? Um when the gaming command doesn't need to say non-destiny games anymore, pain. What gaming command? Oh, we need to update that. Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> Hang on. Lono has a variety gaming channel. Uh, and that's all it needs to say. There we go. Yeah. That's that's an old that's an old descriptor. Okay, I fixed it. <laughs> I fixed it. Good word. Good word on that. Good word. Um I hate people that always refer to souls when the subject of difficulty comes up. Cuphead being called the Dark Souls of Platformers was ridiculous. Why would it be called why? I think that's a very good reference. 
I think that's a good reference for people. You keep your upgrades in Dead Cells too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was investment paths in in Hades. You unlocked new areas of the of the town or whatever I guess you would call it, the underworld. You would get more story, more dialogue, more abilities, more weapons. Um 100%. That's that's that that was that's a thing that carries over. I don't like it. I don't. I don't like being like, "Here we go." Here we go. I got to start over. I got to go back to the beginning and I know I bring things with me to make it easier, but I don't I just don't like it. It does something to my brain. There's to me there's a stark difference between There is a stark difference between a really good Metroidvania and a rogue. They're like a yin and a yang. You know what I mean? One is there, there, it, it, that's a perfect description, right? One is mostly white with a little bit of black, and one is black with a little bit of white, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, they do have elements in common, but one is overwhelmingly like you're starting over, and the other is everything you get helps you progress, retread, come back, go to areas you're stronger, you got new stuff, new abilities. You see what I'm saying? They, they each are similar, and yet they're very, very much different. And for me, a Metroidvania like speaks to my soul. It's I just I just mm, oh, it's tasty. I remember when I was playing Control, which is one of the best games you could probably play right now at a decent price if you're just in love with single player games and you haven't played Control. It's excellent. They took the best parts of a bad game and they made an excellent game. And uh, the minute I started to get a taste for the Metroidvania in Control, which was a third person ad- action adventure game. I was just in love. I was, oh, I'm in love with this. So good. And then when I play a rogue game, a rogue game's like, man, we know that you really like the color red. Blue! And you're like, oh, man. And so it's like they woo you in with the color red and then like shine a blue light in your eye. I just, I don't know. I can't take it. I don't, something about it like ruffles my, it's like, it's it's like petting an animal backwards. You're petting the animal, but you're petting them backwards. I just don't like it. The resetting here seems well done. You keep your upgrades. Dark Souls is the most recent and recognizable franchise in terms of difficulty. Yeah, that's why people do it. That's why people use that as a reference point because like, there's no doubt in your mind when someone says that what you're trying to communicate. It's like, oh, dude, that's like the Dark Souls of platformers. And it's it's generally true about Cuphead. It's generally true. It is true that that game is essentially one of, if not the hardest, platformers in existence. It is brutal. Um, you know? It is absolutely brutal. It's, it's, it's teeth-punchingly tough. Uh, I got... I was loving Cuphead, right? I was absolutely loving Cuphead, and um, there there was a, uh, a a fight that just I couldn't go back. I couldn't go back. It was the dragon fight. I got really really far, and I felt like the dragon fight like betrayed a lot of my expectations. And there was I don't know. No, I did. I never played Undertale. Um, I never played Under- Undertale. <clears throat> So there's Metroidvania in Returnal to a degree, right, right, right. I, I think I think we're gonna have fun with it. I think we're gonna have fun with it. I'm anxious. We're about an hour away before we go. We're, we're an hour and fifteen minutes away from when we're gonna go over to the gaming channel and check it out. And I'm very excited. It's it's gonna be fun to have a new game, but also a game that uh, it's gonna be hard. I mean, that's those those are fun times. 
It doesn't have to be first or best, but if it's the most popular ETC, it becomes the genre definer. Right. I mean, we call games rogues because of a game from like, we looked it up the one day. It's from like the 80s. It was a dungeon game that was like, if you die, you die. That's it. You go back to the beginning. I mean, it's, it's insane that that's a thing. You did Cuphead first run without dying true story? I no way. No you did not. You played Cuphead beginning to end and you never died, Stobbs. Do you have any idea you would you would be literally the greatest gamer to ever live? There's no way. There is no way that you don't even know what some of the attacks are going to do when you first start playing. You get hit a lot just cuz you're learning. I don't believe you. Are you kidding around? You gotta be kidding around. That's like people who claim they beat Battletoads. I'm like, I want to see the proof. I want to see the proof. Stobbs is goaded. That game, there is just no way. There is absolutely no way you ran through Cuphead and didn't die. Uh, I don't know. Unless you mean the first level or something. Or the first boss. He typed LOL. This guy's in here telling a big fish story. It's like... There are things people say about gamer games, and I'm like, I know you're not telling the truth. Like, when someone's like, dude, I, I can beat Battletoads. Battletoads isn't hard. I'm like, I know this person's lying. The original Battletoads on, on regular Nintendo, they, 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 it was absolutely a tooth punch. Sorry, no proof. I don't believe you. There's no, there is no possible way. It is, there's no possible way. There are too many boss fights in Cuphead that you don't know what phase two is going to be and you get hit and you die. Like, you'd have to be like Rain Man level genius platformer to beat that game without dying your first time through. I just, I, I don't know. He played some other version of Cuphead on his phone. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? He played some knockoff called like, like, you know, cup noggin or something. And he's like thinking he played the real game. There's just no way. (laughs) That game is so tough, man. There's a handful of boss fights that once you do so much damage to them, everything changes and you, you learn by dying a lot of the times. You literally don't know what's coming. You plate head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... Now they're asking for refunds? Who's asking for refunds? I would always get to the end boss in Battletoads, but I never had enough lives. My older brother is got to be one of the best original video game players I've ever watched play, right? He went we went to a local thing once where they bring all these old pinball machines and old gaming stations. And he played Battletoads and it was viewable like you could just sit there and watch him play and people were amazed like at how far he could get because so many people never got that far in Battletoads and my brother I don't know if he ever I think he beat Battletoads I'd have to ask him I think he did eventually beat it but it took for freaking ever I mean it took him weeks to get to where he knew what to do where to do how to do it I mean he was trying like every night and he did. He got better and better and better at different scenarios and different you know situations. Uh, but I'm telling you, like even even he at his level at that time, like when he was at his absolute best, I couldn't I could not imagine him playing Cuphead and, not, and never dying his first time through. Um, is it players who are saying it's too hard or game journalists? The game journalist that I read did not say it was too hard. 
he said he plays games like Dark Souls and Demon Souls and he didn't get very far in 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 uh in Returnal. It's tough. So, I'm being obviously I'm being a little clickbaity, right? Is it too hard? Like people are saying it's freaking it's tough. It's a brutal game, but they're also giving it glowing reviews. Even the people that are saying it's really hard are giving it a good review. So, I'm, I'm, I'm playing the YouTube game. I'm trying to get people to click on the stream and come hang out. Like, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm playing the game a little bit. You know, we want to get people in here to hang out and have conversation with us. Sorry, I put that in chat. Outrider's response to people not being able to log in on Xbox right now on Twitter was trying creating a new character as a workaround. <laughs> Just make another character. <laughs> if you lose your inventory, it also is a fix for that, too. Just make another character, man. That's all you got to do. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. Man, those guys are having a hard time with their game. Uh, Julio says, Valkyrie, character looks fun, played with, uh, plus more Titanfall. Uh, Indeed, more Titanfall 2, and maybe Titanfall 3 someday. <laughs> uh, Jatoak says, Returnal looks dope. I watched a stream yesterday uh, for far too long. I only wish it would be available for PC. Uh, PS5 games coming to PC is probably more likely uh, in the future. I think it's going to start happening more and more. I really, really do. If they can figure out how to port these games, I don't see why you wouldn't. I really I don't see why you wouldn't do that. You know, it is, it's got, come on. That's such a big audience. That's more sales. That's more money. Why would you not do that? Why would you not scoop that up? Uh, it, it, it does. It seems like such an easy win, uh, for games. Like I know horizon zero dawn's port was rough when it first like launched, but I know there's already talks of like God of war and ghost of Tsushima. Um, yo, it's good barrier. Understood. It makes me think of when Sekiro came out and the one guy said it needed an easy mode. Okay, I'm not going to defend that guy's position, but I'm going to empathize and sympathize with the position that that guy had about Sekiro and hang with me. Sekiro was such a fun game. Beautiful. I loved playing it. I got to Madam Butterfly and I tapped out because I killed her and she came back to life and I was like, I'm done. Um, So... The reason I sympathize and empathize with someone who says that is I loved Sekiro. I got into Sekiro because of Jedi Fallen Order. I wanted to play a game that had fun, challenging, satisfying combat. And from where I sit, if I could have lowered the difficulty in Sekiro and got a solid playthrough in, do you want to know what I would probably have done? I would have turned up the difficulty and replayed it. I did that in Jedi Fallen Order. So, there's something to be said for once I play through on normal, I now feel like, okay, let me take a crack at hard. I know what I'm doing. I've learned hard lessons. I'm better at the game, okay? I am sympathizing and empathizing with that position. I'm not saying that that position is correct, but I 100% understand why they think it, because I kind of think it too. I'm like, Man, it'd be so fun to play through that game on normal and then replay it on hard, right? Up my ante, kind of go through. But that's not why they make those games. They don't make those games to be like, ease into it. No, they're like, hi, welcome to Sekiro. Welcome to Dark Souls. 
here right here you're gonna see this here in my hand this is a shovel wham and they just hit you in the face and you're like what on earth and they're like better duck next time and that's it that's the game they don't care about you <laughs> they don't care about you having a good time they don't care about you you know being able to you know ease into it they don't care they're like welcome to the game here's a shovel wham and they hit you in the face and that is just a thing that exists in gaming now it's a it's a niche niche however you're supposed to pronounce it it's a it's a it's a it's a carved out portion of the gaming community and gaming development world and they're like we don't really care if you don't buy our game now i respect it I respect it. There's something about that that's respectable. That's like, yeah, we don't give it. We don't care. <laughs> we don't care. Buy it and don't get past the first boss and rage quit. We don't give a frick, right? So, I I, I respect it. It doesn't mean I'm going to play those games. Do you know what's funny? When I played Sekiro and Demon Souls and Dark Souls 3, everybody said you're doing far better than I did you're doing far better than 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 most new players play you're actually pretty good every time people say that and you know what happens I just run out of endurance I'm like I can't dude I can't mentally I don't have the mental fortitude to, to keep going there is another layer of those games it's skill and endurance like if you can stay in the right headspace if you can't do part two it doesn't matter how good you are at the game doesn't matter you're gonna get burned out angry and put the controller down i don't have what it takes i don't have what it takes you know it would be like man lono you're really good at the 100 meter dash you're really fast do you want to do a 5k do you want to do a marathon no no, I'm not built for the endurance. I'm not built that way. Like, you would look at me and think, oh man, no, no, I'm not built that way. I can't do it. If the game is a one-time purchase, they don't really care as much if you don't come back compared to a live service game. Well, that's true, Techno, but I mean, obviously, when they're making sequels or they're making more than one game and they establish themselves as a franchise, they know that, like, no one's buying... And, and, and they get a reputation. Game reviews come out, people make the videos, people stream it, and everybody knows that game's tough. Don't buy it if you're looking for an easy game. So there's, there's that factor too. Like they're not going to, they're not going to sell at the level of other games in the industry for one simple reason that they have a reputation. Like they're like, no, we don't give a crap. Like we don't care. We don't care if you buy our game and like it. You know what I mean? The games you started with in Souls, in my opinion, are the worst for someone to begin with. Really? Demon Souls and Dark Souls 3? I had people tell me, like, those are the those are the ones to kind of get introduced into the game with. They're they're more linear and they're a little bit more accessible. Um I've heard Sekiro is is a bad game to start with because it is really, really challenging. Uh, and I've always wanted to go back and try to beat Madam Butterfly. I've always wanted to go back and and, and try and tear her down. Um, and I want to go back into Dark Souls 3 and try and kill that friggin' tree, you know? There's a part of me that wants to go back, but then there's that sneaking suspicion, like, I know, it's like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run out of steam, I'm gonna tap out. I just am. So, um, you should have started with Dark Souls 1, it's more approachable than the ones you played or or Bloodborne. 
I don't think I've ever heard anybody who is who I consider to be an authority in this in this realm that would tell me that Dark Souls 1 is more approachable than Dark Souls 3. I don't think I've ever seen anybody type that. Um, I don't I don't think I've ever I've ever, I don't think I've ever seen anybody type that and not be kind of joking around. That doesn't sound accurate. No, I did not play Bloodborne. As far as I know, Dark Souls 1 is one of the hardest and least accessible in the franchise. I don't I don't know. I can't do Undertale. That stuff put me to sleep. Oh man. They are the hardest. I I don't know. I had people I had people that love those games tell me the exact opposite of what you're saying. Uh Dark Souls 3 and Demon Souls are good starts, Lono, as far as difficulty. Dark Souls 3 is easy. Um yeah, I've never heard anybody say what you're saying. Um, I it, it, either either your opinion is very very bias laden because of your own experience, or you're trolling. Because <laughs> I'm I'm serious. There are a lot of people here that are souls heads, and they and I've never had anybody say what you're saying. Um, they've always said the opposite. Three is the most approachable and the easiest. Number one is the freaking is is the hardest. There were a lot of fans of Dark Souls that didn't like Sekiro because it was a very different style of combat. I actually love the combat in Sekiro. I thought it was great. Um, so. Okay. Uh, let's read a couple more responses. If you're new or you haven't done so yet, do me a favor. Smash the like button. Smash subscribe and the bell button. And uh, also be sure to take our poll. Um, a little bit of a lighter turnout today. I, 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 th- I actually thought tons of people were super interested, but it might just be because Returnal's PS5 only. Um We've got a lot more to cover next week as well. We've got new games coming uh, with Resident Evil and the new um, the new Robin Hood game. So make sure you're subscribed with the bell button, even if some of the topics are not necessarily in your wheelhouse. We've got a lot more coming next week as well. Dark Souls 3 is easier than Dark Souls 2. Dark Souls 2 is harder than DS1. Demon Souls is real easy. Bloodborne actually is decent difficulty. Sekiro, same as well. Yeah, I mean, everybody's going to have different opinions on it. Dark Souls 3 is very long, and they added strange attacks from the enemies to throw off veteran players. They added a lot more mechanics, too. I'm not trolling, really. Okay, well, I mean, again, that's, like like I said, it's bias-laden. Like, you've got a pretty heavy bias. Um, so... Returnal seems tempting, but not for me to drop 800 on a console. Right, 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 right. The new Robin Hood game actually looks really good. The only thing that'll be a, a barrier for me to play it is it seems like you need people to play with. It seems like it's like a multiplayer-driven game. You know what I mean? So, haven't had a chance to play the Demon Souls remake. The Demon Souls remake was beautiful. It was such a good-looking game. Really showed off the PS5, I think, very, very well. Uh, I really enjoyed my time in that game. Um, unfortunately, we, we wasted a lot of time on the tower night. And by the time I got back on track in the next sort of, oh, you're sort of supposed to go here next. There is no, there is no like, oh, you're supposed to do this, this, and this. Okay. In that game. But there kind of is, even though there isn't, there is no, like, you must play it this way. You must do this. You must do that. However, we waste a lot of time on the tower night. So by the time I kind of like got back on track, we were, um, I was kind of worn out. So Hood also mentioned it will not be crossplay at launch. They are focusing on developing content and maintaining the current game rather than implementing crossplay right away, likely due to staff size. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to be playing the new Ratchet and Clank. Yes. If it's new, we're playing it on the gaming channel for the first time ever in my career. I can boot up a new game and get tons of support. 
I gotta tell you, this is the weirdest experience I think I've ever had as a, as a content creator. I get more consistent support for playing new games than covering them. <laughs> like, the thing that I kind of, like, do, like, discussion, podcast, back and forth, I'm getting, like, the support for that's going down, but the the weird irony is I spent four or five years covering one game, doing the podcast, doing that thing, and if I ever played anything else, no one the support was never there. Now I'm having like the opposite scenario, like the opposite situation. It's like we get really great results from playing a new game. You know what I mean? Tower Knight is the second boss, not including the demon that kills you in the beginning. Well, that's actually not necessarily true though. Because if you go back to the hub, the central hub, and you travel to like the next world, there's still tutorial messages popping up. So there are literally tutorial messages in Demon Souls that don't pop up unless you go to that next area. It's really bizarre. If you just keep on going, yes, you end up facing the Tower Knight second. But if you want to take the game as it's sort of like linear tutorial packages structured, you're not necessarily supposed to do that. You're supposed to go back and go to this next area, and then you get tutorial messages about thrusting and all this other stuff. And then the and then there's new enemies, there's new ways to fight those new enemies. So yeah, it's weird because like it's it's not linear, and yet there is a linear element that if you're not aware of, right, you you skip right over it and go to the tower night. And I just, I couldn't do anything against him. I just kept going all the way there and dying. And I was like, I just, I couldn't get any semblance of a rhythm. And I don't know. After Tower Knight, it doesn't let you go further until later on at the Arkstone. Yeah. There were people that were like, listen, in the grand scheme of that game, they measured the Tower Knight as being like a mid-game boss. But you can face him number, you know, the second, you know, number two. You can. You don't have to, though. There are people that have kind of like measured the difficulty of the of the you know of the bosses, and they they have concluded they think that the Tower Knight's kind of a mid-game boss, and other people disagree. So there's room to debate, but that was like what happened to me in uh, in uh, in Cuphead. The dragon is where I tapped out, and people were like, "Well, out of all the bosses in Cuphead, Dragon's like third hardest. Like he's at the top of the list. Like one of the hardest bosses in Cuphead is the dragon, apparently." Um, so. Off topic, have you watched the Nobody film? No, I have not. Thank you for the two spot, though, Steven Seagal. The Tower Knight can be done second. That doesn't mean it's the second boss. Right. Ultimately, that's what the veterans of the game told me. They were like, well, yeah, maybe you shouldn't be doing this right now. You might have an easier time going to the next area and continuing to kind of grow as a player as opposed to going right from the Phalanx boss to the Tower Knight. Like... The Tower Knight and the Phalanx boss aren't even in the same category. They're not even remotely the same. Um, you can fight the Phalanx boss non-cheese, non-flame, whatever they were called, the flame bombs. You don't have to use the flame bombs. You can just go slow and steady. You know what I mean? You, you can go slow and steady and beat it f- relatively easily. And then you go to the Tower Knight and it's just it's like stepping into a completely different game. It's not even remotely... Uh, the, the, even remotely the same. So it's um, it's it's always gonna be it's always gonna be a bit of a challenge. I think whenever you build a game like that, that's not linear. Uh, if it's not if it's not linear, that's always gonna be a bit of a challenge. You know, 
it's always going to be a bit of a challenge that if 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 you're building a game that's non-linear who's going to argue with you like is there a right way is there a wrong way is there an appropriate way uh to play through and progress the game um it's you know that debate we had that that day people were like oh he shouldn't be he shouldn't be going uh he shouldn't be going into you know the tower night he should be going somewhere else he should be <laughs> uh it's he should be he should be <laughs> he should be routing backwards um and you know it i like a game that tells me where to go i like a game that tells me where to go and for me for me i think that the 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 danger and the dilemma is there are there are good and bad reasons i think to not tell somebody where to go right there's good reasons it's like oh well it's more mysterious it's more about discovery it's more about it's more about you know you finding your own way i sometimes also think yeah it can be lazy it's like yeah figure it out <laughs> we don't want to tell you right i remember playing um Salt and Sanctuary. Salt and Sanctuary is essentially a Dark Souls uh, side-scroller. It's a, it's a platformer, and the combat and the systems in it, it's Dark Souls. It's essentially Dark Souls. It's called Salt and Sanctuary. If you like Dark Souls and you also like challenging platformers, um, like, what was the one called? Um, with the, it was really, really hard. The art style was cool. Recently came out. It was, um, oh, shoot. Uh... It, it, not, it wasn't called behemoth, but that's the word that I'm thinking of. Um, it's like a religious word. Ah, uh, no, it's not Hades. It's a side scroller, and it's really hard. And the guy wears like a weird pointy helmet. And blas—is it blasphemer? Is that wasn't the name of it though? It's like a word like that, isn't that blasphemous? It's called blasphemous, I think. Um as a game as a game yeah blasphemous thank you thank you blasphemous was a very very similar thing right it was super hard very challenging very souls and when there is not i'm telling you i love the combat but i want it to be linear i'm picky i'm kind of a i'm kind of a picky a picky poly it's like can you just tell me where to go can you just tell me who to fight next and I'll beat my head against that wall. I will. I will try to beat that boss over and over and over again. Now, again, I run out of endurance eventually, but I always feel that pull to go back and face Madam Butterfly or that pull to go back and fight the tree in, in Dark Souls 3, right? But I have an even harder time. Uh, I have an even harder time getting into uh, getting into the game if um if it's if it doesn't tell me where to go you know it's 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 way way more difficult for my brain to latch on to it so i i hate to pick out a game and say that you know linear is the right way non-linear is the wrong way i don't like doing that we tried telling you in dark souls 3 but you said we were too helpful are you kidding me the backseat gaming in dark souls was not oh if you go here and do this no 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 no. that's not what was happening that's where the Claymore meme came from, Ashen, you frick. Don't, do not start defending the Dark Souls fanboys that made that a hard stream, Ashen. You were great, and so was Gritter and a couple other people that were giving good input. But the Dark Souls backseaters that showed up made that really, really tough, especially the Claymore guy. 
Claymore was Dark Souls, wasn't it? Or was that Demon Souls? Whoever that was, whatever game that was, it was awful. <laughs> it truly was. It truly was awful to have to put up with. Um, but but I do I do appreciate the uh, the, the help. Uh, I do appreciate the help in those games. Um, Blasphemous is incredible. I've I'm leveling up as a player and as a gamer a little bit. I think I'm leveling up. Like I think I could go back to a game like Salt and Sanctuary or a game like Blasphemous. But I'm telling you, the lack of knowing where to go it just it just drives me insane. It drives me absolutely insane because I don't know. Like, should I be going here? Should I be doing this? Is this even the right call? Should I be going somewhere else? I just, I, I don't know. It, it, it ends up kind of driving me nuts. And then I just end up being like, well, I just died and I got to go back and I got to loot black back through. And because of that, it's, it's so hard for me to, to, to get into the zone. It's really, really hard for me to get into the zone. So we need to move on to the next subject. Our focus topic is about the PS5 and Xbox restocks and how they're still hard to get. I want to break down what exactly is going into that. We are going to talk about the scalpers and um, and why they're not just a problem for this industry but many others and why they're likely to not you know go away anytime soon. So if you're here right now, stick around for the focus topic. Be sure to hit like and subscribe. Uh, if you're listening to this recording elsewhere, always remember you can go to sntrlive.com for these live streamed episodes. <laughs> 